Hey there, this is Jenny Chen. I'm the founder of 3D Heels. Welcome to the Lattice Podcast, the official podcast for 3D Heels. This is where you will find fun but in depth conversations with technological game changers, creative minds, entrepreneurs, rule breakers, and more. Focusing on how we can use 3D technologies like 3D printing and bioprinting to reinvent healthcare and even life sciences. This podcast will also include AMA or Ask Me Anything sessions, past Instagram live interviews with influencers, and other direct engagements with our tribe. Hi there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! You made it also. This is like a miracle. Uh, <laughs> of course we're on time. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us guys today. Um, in this episode, I'm going to interview the entire, almost the entire team of Akira Science. We've never done this before. This is pretty exciting. Um, so Akira Science is a very new startup in Sweden, a spinoff from uh, KTH, which is a really good university in Sweden. I visited previously myself. Um, and so today who we have here are um, Astrid, uh, Tiziana, and Alvaro. They're all scientists, uh, in fact, and they, they have interesting story. I'm not going to uh, ruin that for you, Alvaro. I'll let you share that story, how you guys met. Uh, but today we just want to get to know the team and, and then figure out what Akira Science is doing. Um, so, so Alvaro, I'll, I'll let you start off with the story behind Akira Science. I think we might have lost him. I cannot uh -oh. see him any longer. <laughs> we have casualty already. <laughs> okay, casualty. let me see. Uh-oh. Let's see. Let's see. Let me just find him again. Otherwise I, can, otherwise, I can fill in and he can... Yeah, no problem. Let me send it to him again. Sure. Well, while he's uh, now I'm here. There is. Just I don't know why, but I lost the connection. Uh, no, but I, I, I heard everything that you said, so I okay. can't take the word. Yeah, I can't see your video. I can hear your voice. I'm not really sure why that's the case. Is that the case for everybody else? I can yes, see I can him. See okay. Well, the good thing is, Astrid, you're visible, so you're the person who's going to give demo in the in later on. <laughs> so, so, so Alvaro, I'll let you take the stage to talk about the founding story of Akira Science. Great. So, yeah, as you said, our foundation, I mean, it's a really interesting story. So, personally, I moved in Sweden three years ago. Um, it was this uh, feeling of... I discovered the world of tissue engineering when I was doing my master in Spain. And then I realized that Sweden was a great place to keep researching on that field. Um, it was quite funny because the first day that I went to KTH, <laughs> I met Astrid. I went late into a polymer physics course. And she helped me from the first day. Uh, I mean, I was a bit lost. I didn't know where to go. How, it was very I cute. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit busy. It was my first day in Sweden. So he didn't have she, anywhere to live. It was very Oh my god. Exactly. So from that time she introduced me the the things. She told me that they had one master thesis available in her research group. So then I had the opportunity to 
to meet Tiziana and Anna, our founder. Um, yes, I spent there almost one year working with them. I could uh, prepare and present my master thesis within the, the Britney group. And yeah, uh, during that time, it was the same summer that we decided to, to go to the, to introduce and make the company. And it was quite, quite a funny time with them because the core and the good part of our company is that we are coming from different fields. In my case, I'm chemical engineer mm -hmm. and I'm more focused on the processing part of the different biopolymer that we are currently using. Uh, Tiziana is, more, is a polymer chemist, is more focused on the synthesis part of the, of the materials that we use. Astrid is also related to the processing part, but she has background in, in biomedical engineering. Um, the rest of the team has a background on their biologists, they make their culture, or they are also, uh, we have uh, one guy who is, who is doing a simulation in order to predict the mechanical performance of our scaffold. So we are a quite multidisciplinary team which uh, together we work in a really interesting way, I have to say. Also, the environment helps a lot. Uh, daily, we have new questions. We have a lot of um, things. I mean, we, we have a really good environment here at Sweden. And I think that's the main core and the beautiful part of Agira. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like you guys have a very international team. Everybody's on this call are from different countries. Tiziana is from Italy. Astrid is from Sweden. And I bet the other co-founders or, uh, or members are also from different countries. And, uh, and I agree. I've been to KTH. It's a very intellectual, stimulating environment where really smart people meet. Um, so next, we're going to move on to the science part of this company. I think the, the, the chemist uh, is in, on this call. Tiziana, you want to take over to tell us why? The polymer so is so great. You, you, leave, you leave the art part to me, but I'm happy to take it. But uh, yeah, it's very nice. And I think that, uh, how do you say, we reached this very great results because of the multidisciplinary team and also because we are cross-functional. Uh, uh, we work on different things, yes. But the history is quite simple. I mean, we wanted to give a simple solution to a big problem. So there are no degradable polymers that they measure up with the application and the 3D printing technology we have now. So, or I can say that there are no degradable polymers that they are good into 3D printers. So we wanted to have a polymer that had both properties, so printable and degradable. And this is what we did. Mm -hmm. And the story behind, I mean, I met Anne and Daniela, the other co-founders uh, in 2016. I started to work with them, but uh, on this specific project, we started in 2018. And then after a year, we, we founded the startup. So it was very fast. We scaled up the synthesis and we knew we had a good product and we had to go forward. Yes. And then Astrid and Alvaro and the other people joined and they are really doing a great job mm -hmm. with the uh, manufacturing side. Mm -hmm. I would say that, yes, we have something that has 
uh, it's a soft, it's a printable, and it's degradable. And I will say that we don't have competitors on the market right now from that point of view. So that's a fun part. Mm -hmm. We know we have something good, and we believe, and we want to go forward with that. That's great. I we love have fun. Yeah. I love yeah. the unity and the, and the focus. Fun. So this morning, I did my homework. Um, I actually went onto your website, and there are actually, guys, are a lot of really good publications on Akira's website. I would encourage you to read. I think just for learning purposes, it's good to understand what make a biodegradable polymer, how do you control the degradation of these polymers, um, it's, it's interesting to read about it. You want to just dig a little bit deeper so to tell us why the polymer, well, one, why does it need to be biodegradable? And two, is how can you, it, can you actually control the speed of degradation? And if so, how? Yes, that's a very good question. And we want the material to be degradable or biodegradable in the body because we don't want to have a second surgery, right? So after the material has done its job, we want it just to go away and resolve and leave space, hopefully, for the new tissue that has regenerated. So that is the main reason why we want to have integratable polymers. And the second question was, I forgot that, how, if we can control the degradation, right? Yes. Yes. You can control the degradation if you vary the structure of your polymer. Yes. So, um, so that can be done. You can vary. But it requires some hard synthesis behind. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so now, so you're saying that there, oh, shoot. You know what I just did? I just punched my piano. Um, okay. <laughs> um, we can add some music as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what makes what makes a polymer degrade faster just in a simpler language to tell people how can you make a you know a polymer degenerate better so we make polymers that degrade by simple hydrolysis which means if they react with water okay so a polymer degrade faster if it reacts fast with the water makes sense and at the same yeah. time if it likes water so the water needs to penetrate in your polymer and that it needs to react and degrade the polymers so the rate of degradability depends on the rate of the two events mm -hmm. how fast your really chemical bonds react with the water and how fast the water enters in your material so i saw on your website that there is one polymer that you guys are commercializing at least um, does this mean that there could potentially be a variety of um, polymers with different degradation speed? Um, are you guys working on a portfolio of similar polymers? So within the same polymer, we can actually already regulate the degradation speed from, I would say, three years down to nine, eight months. Uh -huh. So it's already the same material. If we vary some parameters, we can degrade a lot. But if we want to vary also the other properties, yes, we can design many different polymers and vary yeah. also the mechanical properties, how soft is our polymer, and also the degradation. Yeah, that's a good point, because I was going to ask you about the mechanical properties. Um, so now they're softer and easily degradable by water. Does that mean it's weaker? It's a very good question, yeah. yeah. I, I, Astrid, do you have the <laughs> mechanical property? She has it. Okay. So, I mean, we can regulate both, both with, so 
the molecular weight, so how long each polymer strand is, but also with the design and how we print the structure, both the geometrical features and how well we have connection between each individual layer in the structure that both give as the both give structural stability. Mm -hmm. So the polymer, which we have commercialized now, we've seen that the mechanical properties are retained for about six to eight weeks, which is sufficient for oh, adipose tissue regeneration. Yeah, similar to PCL that you're comparing to, right? That doesn't have, that have longer, that has a lot longer stability. Mm -hmm. And the mechanical stability is, I think I've seen six months and over a year. So they have a very much longer so is the current um, commercialized filament um, is considered biocompatible, like you already went through all the testing and um, potentially can be used for implants? We are, I mean, we're at the stage as we are verifying the biocompatibility of our polymer. We have done a subcutaneous rat model so far. Okay. And I mean, the monomers, so the building blocks that this polymer is based on are well known that they've been used within sutures for the last decades. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're really interested to have people who want to verify our material, I would mm -hmm. say. Exactly. So far, for example, we have validated our material with different well-known 3D printers company, mm -hmm. uh, either using uh, filaments, but also for bioprinting systems, using mm -hmm. nomadic uh, driving force. And we had really good feed, feedback from them as well. So we can say that we are able to use different kind of technologies, different ways of 3D printing. And we have a really well control of the shape and size of our scaffolds. So we can adapt, as Tichana said before, mechanical properties, we can adapt uh, degradation, but also we can design new models for different applications. So we, we think so, that we are opening yeah. a really new market for that. And what we really like is that since we all have sort of different science backgrounds, like I really, I'm really, in, I really, I'm really happy to work with medical application. It's really my dream come true. I defended my PhD this Friday. Mm -hmm. Nice, congrats. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Under the supervision of Tiziana, I'm very thankful. <laughs> but, but Not for, only me, but <laughs> But for me, the end goal has really been the key focus. Like, can we create the platform which we can control these? Like, both from a chemical point of view, versus from a mechanical and processing part. Uh, it isn't. Yep. It, it looks very simple, just putting a filament down to a three D printer. But anyone who has worked with any flexible polymers in the 3D printer know the difficulty behind exactly. it. And, uh, and then when you switch into 3D, different <laughs> 3D printers, and then you see that your material is still working properly, it's even more exciting. Yeah. And also that we have been able to focus on, we have had close collaboration with another university who have done the cell material interaction, other researchers who which we have had the opportunity to work with people who are specialists in that area. Mm -hmm. And that is really exciting. Yeah, that, that is very exciting. I mean, it sounds like you guys have a lot of flexibility to play around with this polymer. Um, so like it can, it can definitely generate a portfolio of polymers for people to use for 3D printing. What are the ideal applications right now that you think your polymer can do? So for example, it could be after 
lumpectomy, for example, if you remove a small, a small tumor and want to fill that void in the body and regenerate mm -hmm. soft tissue. So that's sort of been our main goal. Uh, but for sure, there are other applications and we can tailor by doing, so we have one, one researcher in the group who's doing finite element analysis and mechanical simulation. Yeah. So by playing around with the, just the geometry, we can predict the mechanical properties. And we have showed in our papers that we're able to get nice, it, it correlates very nicely with the mechanical properties that I test in the lab and the one that he simulates. Mm -hmm. So depending on the requirement of the researcher in question or the application, we can then so the first design the geometry. So the first potential application is um, uh, some kind of bone regeneration um, in a spine? Uh, it's, or... it's been, oh no, breast tissue. Oh, so breast, breast tissue. tissue. Oh, did you say really? some lobectomy? I was, I was trying to, I was trying to figure oh. out what that, I thought it was. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so we have okay, oh, breast cancer. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, exactly. I see. Yeah. So actually, you know, yeah, this, this is, is, I think, enough. yeah, a lot of people are actually this tackling this problem. Point. Go ahead, Tiziana. Sorry. I think we were saying the same things. I was saying that this is another innovation point because all these class of material, as you say, they have been used for bone. Yes. There are no yes. very good example for soft. Yeah. So we no. will really expand the scope uh, to other tissues. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because actually, we have a... I, I just want to say, like, I talked to quite a few startups, maybe in the last uh, two years, that people are using PCL-based polymers to create different kind of lattice structures for um, breast cancer patients uh, post-surgery. Um, there are a yes. lot of degree of freedom for design. Um, and I'm pretty excited about your, um, your material because it seems like it can basically f have all the features that, that we don't need to design to have certain mechanical properties, but actually design the polymer to have certain mechanical properties. So it's even better. So more, more features to work with. So other than, other than breast, any other applications that you guys are thinking about right now? Well, yeah, generally- all about soft tissues. Yeah. Soft like tissues, okay. Deep wound, uh, scar tissue. Yeah. Yeah, we, we want to, we want to some, some model for cartilage. So, so that could be a, potential application just for structural stability within the soft tissue really so we're looking into any sort of fascia network mm -hmm. and for example in the superficial fascia in the breast but that mm -hmm. can appear in any other soft tissue and it does tissue. translate any other surgery that involves soft tissue replacements right it, in addition to just breast cancer the other things yeah, that got cut sure. off you can also replace yeah um let's see um, we we actually would like to have more feedback for surgeons to see yes where we exactly what is needed open new field and what yeah is needed. well that's a multi-billion dollar question guys I mean everybody's looking for the uh, killer app all the time so, um, <laughs> that that segue to better uh, another topic is how do you feel you know other than the intellectual science community there like how do you feel as an entrepreneur now that you're you're in a company and you have to figure out the finances, you have to grow the team, you have to work with industry, like what are your strategies? And, and you can also call out for action during this interview if you want people to, uh, to join you. Yes, for sure. I can start here. I actually, I'm very happy today. Uh, 
because I got I received an award as one of ten entrepreneurs in Sweden. Nice. For so with that we we get some initial funds that we can start expanding our patent portfolio. Mm-hmm. And we're working closely together with KTH Innovation, that is one of the greatest innovation hubs in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And we also work with Sting to really create, to be part of a community and also learn how to speak the language. Because as you say, it really is a different, yes. different set of different set of words we need to use to communicate. <laughs> I mean, we're used to the academic, well, like the academic <laughs> Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, that is really like, how do we frame our product? How do we understand, how we get others to understand how great it is, but still being true to our scientist selves? <laughs> I think that is the core question. Yeah. yeah. And also um, we have used direct contact with companies as well. So we have not yeah. been afraid to contact people, ask questions, and go ahead with our product. So that's Sending a really out material part. sample. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay, there's there are one question here from Randy Me. It says, will you be testing this in animals before humans? Yeah, yes. we are doing that. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that already. <laughs> we took the last the samples and we are analyzing the data. Yeah. Yeah. And right so now that's hopefully with we this. will have something out in a year, some paper out. <laughs> yeah. so Currently it's in small is in small animals, right? Yes. Yes. So this was the super is it usually it from small animals and then to larger animals and then humans? That's the that's the steps. Yes. Okay. So there you go, guys. So we start we started with uh, just underneath the skin of a rat, so that is just to see that it's not toxic the material, and then you go into the tissue model that you're interested in. Yeah. The second. No, step. we're not going to put a foreign object in the human body anytime. <laughs> no, no, no. Without no. testing. No, no, no. We'll try to avoid that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we try to avoid that. <laughs> awesome. Well, any hopes and wishes um, that you want to express? Like, what are your immediate goal now? Like, let's say this next year you want to accomplish, and then perhaps in three and five years. So, who should start here? Well, our really our aim is to refine our business model further during the next couple of months, and then um, and then trying to get a lab space I feel is really important I want somewhere that I can I can be in print and extrude mm-hmm. it so we have it so really optimize the development setup and then also but of course getting our first big customers exactly mm-hmm. I think we really need getting to the market right now uh, yeah. get the trust of the people and see how good we are and once we will have this we will need to invest more in our to scale up our, our current production, and then we can go and think bigger. Yeah, and for but the really validate. ideas, yeah. I know that Tichana has some of them in mind. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I really, I, I agree. I really think we have good ideas, simple ideas, but they work, and we really need to stick to them and make them uh, work and reach people. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah so- that's one of our main goals. So verify yeah. and refine it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we are currently looking for new collaborations with uh, different universities, research centers, which are keen and eager to try our materials. Also with different companies to start different trials. So we are quite open to, to new collaborations. Yeah. So any, any lab with an FDM machine or FFF machine, it looks like, 
um, can use your material, right? You don't need to customize. No, no. But actually, uh, we have also other uh, grade of the same material. They can go for electro spinning, melt mm-hmm. uh, spinning, not only 3D printing uh, as a technique itself. It can also go for other uh, techniques. Yes. Awesome. Um, well, um, I think I think this is a great uh, interview. Let's see some other questions. How does the body cell react to actual material? This is a really good question, actually, because I saw you actually publish a paper on this. So anyone want to expand on how do you observe the cell material interactions? Yeah, as I said, we, we just did some preliminary in vitro study, and now we are doing the in vivo study. So we will have more results soon. But so far, we said really good outcome and the material performed, uh, I mean, comparable to other polymers that they are well established, like PCL. Mm-hmm. We compared with PCL and it worked very well with uh, stem cells for uh, regenerating adipose tissue. So we saw the initial... So what is done is that you place the cells onto the material and you look at the cell spreading. So both the initial ones happening just after an hour and then you wash and then you look at how they how they uh, proliferate on the scaffolds. I'm assuming the movement is very slow. Yes, it's not that so fast as me. But <laughs> but, but you observe but, uh, more than... if they stay there, it means yes. that they like the material. And then you observe the shape. Quite happy. Yeah. <laughs> so their shape that you're looking at, density, you're looking at growth over time uh, or death over time. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then uh, what else are you guys specifically looking at when you're looking at cell material interactions so what we've also yeah, done it also depend- yeah sorry uh, so we have um, one of our colleagues Shubham Jan he so we took adipose tissue or they took adipose tissue and isolated adipocytes and then placed that onto the material and looked at the interaction as well so we're interested in the specific cell material interaction and then we can look at the at, we can look at the genes. Oh, okay. So genetic expression as well. Yeah, exactly. What about like the, because um, I, I think I read out a little bit about the ECM, the extracellular matrix changes. Uh, is that part of the cell material interaction as well that you study if the material stimulates some kind of changes in the ECM? Yeah, I mean, they, they can be done. Uh, we haven't entirely fully evaluated the material yet on that part and I need to consult uh, the person who is actually the expert on that <laughs> but yes yeah I just I really can through your publications <laughs> and then, oh wow. yeah you have dug deep it's good <laughs> <laughs> I mean these are really interesting questions right because you know it's um it's really the key to figure out what is the best material to the human body is to study how eventually we interact with them and perhaps over years, and hopefully they don't cause any toxicity and or go away, right? We want them to go yeah. away, basically. And I mean, so the material we, are, we have launched now are more interested in, that degree to a threshold value where phagocytosis can come in, so cells can come in and help us further resorb the material, and that occurs around 10 months, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to know because a lot of things actually stay in our body forever after a medical examination, for example, the cotton stay in our body. Uh, A lot of surgical materials stay in our body for for the rest of our lives. 
So I yeah. think definitely needed to have biodegradable materials. Um, well, we have like two other uh, two, three minutes left. Do you guys have any final shout outs uh, to your team members or any other things, messages you want to send to the audience? Well, I, I'm just, I have a fabulous week since I both defended my PhD and got this award. So I just want to thank everyone who's been involved in this project. It's, I've had so much fun and that's also why I continue working with them. Yeah, that is the, you need to do something that looks like, that for you it's an hobby and for other people yeah. look like a work, a job. <laughs> so then it means that you are having fun and you like what to do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And um, before finishing, I would like to show one example of oh. all the scaffolds. Uh, oh, the problem one. is your video. Is, can you guys see the video? Because I can't see the video, unfortunately. I can see his yeah, video, yes. Uh-oh, I cannot, unfortunately. Um, can you bend it, Alvaro? Yes. Well, yeah. This is so flexible, if you see. So, yeah. I can't see the video. So, Alvaro, I will make a suggestion that you take a video of this, and then you send it to me, and I will splice it into the video that we have. Super. Okay. I, I, I'm out on the countryside. So I can see <laughs> Astrid. I was surprised that you have Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah. That's Sweden, guys. Sweden <laughs> has Wi-Fi everywhere. <laughs> I'm standing on a hill at the moment. So that's why I'm out here freezing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look like you're having a lot of fun. Everybody looks great. Um, so, well, thanks for joining me today. Um, and uh, I will see you soon. Hopefully we'll catch up and see you progress with the company i'm very excited for you guys i'm very excited about this new material of course Thanks thank you so you much for, for having us thank you thank you have a good day thank you, thank you. Bye. 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 bye bye that's it for this episode be sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at 3d heels and check out the links in the show notes see you next time <laughs>